All right. So uh, about two years down the road, you're working. Uh, you're working at a bar. Okay. It's called the Brass Tax. And every time someone comes in uh, to the bar and sits down, the waitress or the waiter walk up and they go, now let's get down to brass tacks. <laughs> that sucks. What do you want to drink, buddy? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Gimmicks. Yeah, it's kind of a gimmicky thing, but it's one of those things where, like, it kind of works out. What do you mean? The brass tax is doing pretty good. Okay. So you I'm got, being I'm being paid pretty well? Yeah. You're a, you're a cook there. Uh but also sometimes you have to run your own food out. So sometimes uh, you have to run the food out uh, at, at at the at the brass tax and I'm uh, and also every time you drop off food you have to say, "Now let's get down to brass tax." I honestly wouldn't mind doing that at all. <laughs> <laughs> So um, things are going okay there. Like you're doing pretty well. Like I said, like you'll you drop food off. You go, let's get on a brass tax. Everyone always laughs. And like, you're like, all right, whatever. Walk away. You don't really get what's so funny. <laughs> so. Um, Can I ask you a question already? Yeah, go ahead. So what am I making? Like how, how, like how much am I, am I making money wise? You know. Um, so you're actually like the, like the head chef. Oh, I'm oh, I'm a chef. You're Jesus. making uh, seventy five thousand dollars a year. Holy cow! <laughs> you live alone. Wow, why? Uh you live with these guys, but uh, they're, they've been like long dead by this point. Yeah, it's you and Jay. What happened to you? Um, what happened was you live with these two like really cool, handsome guys. But what happened was uh, you came home one night from work at the brass tacks. And you were like, hey, just so you guys know, like they were going to throw this um, raw meat out. Um, I brought it back home to cook for us for family dinner. And everyone's like, oh, way to go, Victoria. You're the best. Yeah. You go, you, um, you know, you, you cook a whole thing. You cook like a beef bolognese. Whoa. You actually have like some pasta that like you made by yourself, like by hand. Oh, I made my own pasta. Wow. Yeah. It's in the... Sh uh, all well, of, I ought to. I'm a chef by this point. So. All the pasta is the shape of like <clears throat> just two like giant honking boobs. Fuck yeah. You call it beef uh, <laughs> boobless gaze. <laughs> boobless nays. Okay. It's beef bolognese <laughs> but with boobs. So it's called boob bolognese. Boobous nays or whatever. It's my signature. It It's delicious. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, so how how did it all go wrong then? It sounds like I'm doing a great job. So you were doing an amazing job. What happened was um you uh you decided you're like, "You know what? Today uh I'm going to go ahead and uh, add an extra, you know, ingredient into this whole thing." Okay. And I'm not talking about those booby pastas, brother. Okay. You're like, uh what if with some like cayenne peppers into this? <laughs> yeah. That'd be okay. Your uh, assistant in the kitchen is deaf. Oh, no. Yeah. His name is... Um, that doesn't work well in a kitchen environment at all. You really need to have... Like, you have to be able to hear people. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it's. A, How did it's this a, person get that job? You're not really sure, but... Well, I would ask. 
I mean, I would have asked somebody. It's like, hey, why well, is he's this a guy deaf that, well, he's a guy that you know. Like, you brought him into your apartment to cook for your two roommates, and so he's like, "Hell yeah, Victoria!" But he, you know, he has he has a really bad speech impediment. I'm not going to do the impression or anything. Okay. But uh, what happened was, uh, you cook this whole like meal with the you know the um, beef uh, boobic boobis nace or whatever, uh-huh. uh, the boob shaped uh, pasta, but the bolognese sauce. My specialty. It is 100% your specialty. Like, you're, like, very good at it. Uh, what happens is uh, you're kind of in, like, a rush to make it. And so uh, the meat wasn't cooked all the way. So, like, uh, your two roommates died. <laughs> you killed both of them. And when uh, the cops showed up uh, to kind of investigate everything, this guy showed up. He goes, uh, hello, my name is uh, Lieutenant Sergeant Herbert Crumps. I'm retiring tomorrow. He goes, what do we, what do we have here? What do you say? I okay. So let's let's backtrack for one second. Um, yeah. I'm still I'm still dealing with the fact that I just murdered you guys. That sucks. Yeah, you killed me and Jay. Yeah, unfortunately, and I thought I would be better uh, with food by this point in my life, but right. apparently, I was not. Is that correct? Yeah. So it was raw meat that that somehow that's how you guys died. Yeah, basically. Um. Gosh, I would say I don't know. I would lie, like because I would I would double down on my own confidence sure. as a chef because obviously by this point I am a chef. Like I can cook the fuck out of food, and uh, at least the time that it will take for the uh, autopsies or whatever like whoever it is that figures out how you guys died sure i need that time to figure out how i'm gonna go about this so i'm gonna say i don't know how they died yeah <laughs> that, that that's what i would do uh herbert crumbs looks at you and he goes huh a pretty thing like you why would you lie i would say don't refer to me that way sir it is 2019 I'm not a pretty thing. I'm not an object, and I'm not something that you can refer to in that way. For a split second, he looks like really angry, but then he just goes, he kind of stops himself, and he goes, look, I'm learning. I understand that probably that wasn't cool. Excuse me, sir. He goes, I "I apologize 100%. He goes, I know we're in a real thing. I'm not used to it. Sorry if I looked annoyed. I shouldn't have called you that. I apologize. What do you say? Apology accepted. How else may I help you this evening or afternoon? What time of day is it? I don't know. (laughs) He's like, uh, okay. And like, they they all end up leaving. You're like, ah, whatever. Uh, you go to sleep. It's like you come to, you're in an all white space. No, don't do it. Dude, don't do it. Don't do it. Almost like it's a room <laughs> with no walls. Ugh. You kind of hear this weird like drip, drip, drip. Yeah, seems haunting. Noise. And you're like, what the hell is that noise? And you turn around and uh, standing in front of you uh, is this guy. Uh, he is nine feet tall. He's dressed like a clown. 
I bet. He's holding a a, uh, a balloon. <laughs> but the balloon, it, it looks just like your face. What? That's new. It's dripping blood out of uh, your right eye socket into the ground. That's where you hear like, that like, the, like drip, drip sound. Man. And you're like, what the fuck? And it looks at you and he goes, hello, Victoria. My name is Dreamy Dan, ruler of the dreamscape. And welcome <laughs> to the Frozen Earth Saga, fuck. part three. Fuck this. <laughs> Mars stands victorious. Yeah. The balloon pops. You wake up. You're like, oh, that was fucking weird. But you kind of like forget about your dream because you're so psyched. Because about a week ago, you were out at a at a bar, you know. You uh, had a night off. Um, at this point, your roommates were still alive. They're hanging out with you. I miss them dearly. And um, you end up going to this bar. It's called um, Shoots and Ladders. <laughs> and it's a bar where it's like... Uh, it's like it's like nine stories tall. You're only allowed to get one drink per floor, and so like if you start like basically the plan is so why on earth didn't they just go ahead and call it shooters and ladders? I mean, you have to talk to the you know the GM or whatever. But basically, what happens is you start over the top and you kind of like you know go down the um, the slides or the whatever to so get down to the next floor. And uh, it's a pretty fun time. Like it's actually not like that bad. But what happens is you get to the bottom and you're fucked up by the time you get to the bottom. Heard. You've had like a uh, seven shots and uh, fifteen beers. Oh, 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 that's fifteen. Yeah, Lanolax Lager. Jesus Lord, Lanolax Lager. It tastes fucking great, dude. What does it taste like? So you get to the top of this uh, this whole thing, and you're kind of like, "This is fucking odd" or whatever. And you go to the bartender. And Wait, what is Lanolax well, Lager? I apologize. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. So you walk up. This guy's bartending. His name is Sparky the Barkeep. And uh, you're like, "Um, one Lanolax Lager." And he goes, huh, "Okay." Opens it up. He opens it with like the bar key that he has. Uh, the bar key uh, is in the shape of a. Uh, it just says like. Roman numerals. <laughs> you look those Roman numerals. Roman numerals. Sorry. <laughs> you look those Roman numerals up like later, and you find out that they spell out six hundred and sixty-six. Wow. He opens it up. You drink it. It's the best lager you've ever had <laughs> in your fucking life, dude. You pour that Lanolex longer lager <laughs> down your tight little throat. Ew. <laughs> Before it hits your stomach, you know that you've had the best drink you've ever had in your life. You think about uh, your first communion uh, when you were uh, growing up. And uh, you remember, like, uh, in your church, there's only you and, like, two other people. 
the Catholic Church in uh, uh, in uh, Columbus, Texas, it's like uh, it only serves like two families. It's like kind of weird to be honest with you. Saint Anthony's man, first yeah. communion, eight years old, second grade. Never the, forget. They call it Saint Tony's. They sure do. So it's like you and two other people. You're in the first communion thing. And you were walking up, and uh, and uh, the priest standing there, Father Bumples, and he, <laughs> his, his name is Bumples Fresh. I miss Bumples Fresh. Father Bumples, and he's like, uh, and he goes, the body of Christ, and you you eat the bread like the communion wafer. You don't really think much of it. Oh yeah. But then he goes, the blood of Christ, and you taste the blood of your Savior. Yeah. For the first time, it tastes just like Lanolax lager. Wow. That would be way more effective if I was more religious. So you're at the top floor of this whole thing <laughs> and you're like, wow, what a what a weird life. And you kind of look over and sitting there at the bar is this guy. <laughs> it's Jordan Peele. Oh shit, for real? Yeah. What do you do? Nothing. I I don't talk to people that I think are famous ever. I think it's intrusive, and I have nothing to say. I mean, I respect him way too much to impede upon him, like or his time rather. Like I would do nothing. I would just freeze. I would look over at him for sure. Sure. Like I would look and be like, "Oh my god, that's Jordan Peele." Yeah. It's like, "Oh my god, I love." I would think about all of the sketches <clears throat> that I've enjoyed so much that he wrote, and uh, the masterful work that he's done in cinema in cinema and then i would and then i would probably just ease away slowly you sort of ease away because you're like you know i don't want to bother this guy yeah you know whatever exactly you ease away and you accidentally like uh slip and you fall on a uh <clears throat> you like slip and fall on like one of those like moving floor things you know what i'm talking about why is that there no one knows no, no, and, you, uh, no you, you, you end up like being dumped <laughs> off like right in front of the bar and you go and, and you kind of land and you go, oh, shit. Yeah, sounds like something I would say. Everyone kind of goes like, what the fuck? And the back of your jeans have uh, ripped open. You're wearing uh, white boxers with hearts on Why them. Why would I wear boxers? I'm a female. It's just what we wanted to do that morning. Damn it. I, I might actually. Sometime. And you kind of like go, what the fuck? And you look up and Jordan Peele is like staring at you. What do you say? Oops. <laughs> I would say oops. I'd be like, oops, and I would just shrug. I'd be like, oh, no. You know, I'd just make it like, oh, I wonder what this is all about. This sucks. Whoops. So you do that whole thing, and he looks at you, and for a second, he doesn't do anything. And then he literally, he has to grab onto the bar. He's laughing so hard that he has to grab onto the bar and not fall over. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and you kind of like jump up and he goes, that's the funniest thing I ever saw. And he goes, kudos to you for sticking with the bit. Like, like he thinks that you like you did it just be funny. Oh, no. Not that you're just like an awkward, you know, weird person. Oh, well, then I would just immediately confess to him that I'm simply an awkward and weird person. I'll say, hey, if, if you really think that's genuinely the funniest thing you've ever heard in your life, you're wrong, my friend. Uh... I don't know if we're friends yet, but also that was all an accident. <laughs> he kind of like looks at you for a second and he just goes like, holy shit, dude. Like he starts laughing again. He goes, that was an accident. 
yeah. I mean, I don't know why there's a fucking conveyor belt in this area. Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. He goes, dude, I, that's the first thought I had when I walked in here. Why is there a conveyor belt? And so he goes, uh, uh, you know, sit down. Let's, let's hang out for a second. Fine. So you sit down, you order a drink. What kind of drink do you order? Um, what is he drinking? Um, he is drinking a vodka martini extra dry. Um, how many bartenders? It's like are, it's uh, made from like well vodka. How many bartenders are there? And we're at the bar, right? It's like there's there's like four of them. Four. Yeah, you're sitting at the bar. Okay. I very casually asked for a glass of ice water and a neat shot of well tequila. No lime, por the favor. Ba- the bartender looks at you and goes, huh, I think we got that. Yeah, you ought to. You're yeah, you're, bar. Kind of, you're definitely like, that was fucking weird. <laughs> so he gives you your drinks and stuff and you end up hanging out with Jordan Peele and like you end up like talking for like a while. This is awesome. Yeah. I would, I would love this casual, like, it, it, this is the thing. I would never ever approach somebody that i admire but normally like, you wouldn't but the fact that they saw that your uh, white box with red hearts on them you kind of felt like you know this guy knows me a little you know yeah if you if you're if your paths authentically cross i'm all about that yeah. like in our paths apparently authentically cross so that rules i'm i'm down to talk and hang what is he talking to me about He's talking about like uh, Nicolas Cage movies. Oh my God. That's my favorite. I've seen all of them. He's like, he's like, you know, I know it's kind of like weird, but he's my favorite actor, blah, blah, blah. And you guys like just start going through different. uh, Can Can I tell him my favorite triple feature? He goes, go ahead, sis. He's already calling me sis. Yeah. Well, that's because he thinks that's your name. When he goes to, and he goes, what's your name? And you said, Vic. You kind of hicked up a little. And he goes, sis? And you go, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would totally pitch him the, uh, if I could, the Vegas, <laughs> the, the, the Vegas Nick Cage movies. Yeah. So you start with leaving Las Vegas, right? And then you go to Wild at Heart, right? And then Con Air. It's the best way to enjoy Nick Cage. And they're all set in Vegas. He Is he into it? He looks at you like he doesn't really like his his eyes are fa- and also facial expression they they betray him not even a little. He's just like a, like a straight face as you're saying that to him. Yeah. And he looks at you and he just goes I have watched that <laughs> fucking trilogy, dude. He goes, "Look, I have done that on my own, you know, my own personal time." Dude, we're best friends now. So you guys like end up like hanging and you guys would hang there for like 9 hours. Like you guys actually like <laughs> end up talking and like it it turns out you guys like share similar beliefs on like spirituality and wow. like uh sausage and and like uh you know so, all these different things and uh buddhist and cajun heard yeah you talk about like cajun food buddhist philosophy he's like i'm into it <laughs> i'm also into nick cage this is beautiful i'm i'm happy that i accidentally stumbled in front of you and you saw my boxer shorts so he goes uh he goes uh he offers you he goes you know vic i think you have something inside you i think you have something special whoa and i want you to write this he goes you know a couple years ago uh i made this movie called get out i don't know if you ever saw it uh and it's cool if you didn't but he goes uh but i i want to do a sequel i want you to write it and I want to pay you 
$850,000. What do you do? I would look at him and I would say, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, no? No, not at all. He goes, okay. Um, any particular <laughs> reason? Yeah. Um, I didn't really like Get Out that much. I like you as a person, and I'm happy that we're getting to know each other. But I like your sketch writing better. And I thought Get Out pandered a bit. And also, I'm not a good writer, so you should probably pursue other avenues if you're looking for a writer. He goes, you know, there's a very long pause. <laughs> You ever the term pregnant pause? Oh, yeah. This is like a triplet pause. That's fine. I'm good with silence. And he goes, I got to be honest, Vic. I'm kind of glad to hear you say that. He goes, you know, I've been trying to make these horror films. And, you know, some people like them, some people don't. But I feel like I'm not being true to myself. I'm not doing the stuff that I should be doing, like sketch comedy, you know? Yeah. He goes... I want you to write a sequel to uh, Get Out. I want it to be a comedy, and I want it to be called Come On In. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I like that. Uh, do you do it? No. <laughs> I'll tell him no again. He goes, oh, okay. Uh, and, and is there another reason? Yeah. I don't have any self-confidence in doing this kind of shit, and I don't know you that well. <laughs> That's what I would say. I don't. I just met Jordan Peele. Are you kidding? He goes. He kind of looks at you. He doesn't say anything for a second. And he goes, "You know, Victoria. I can't say I'm happy with this, but I respect it." He goes. Self confidence is one of the uh, most difficult things to get. He goes, but when you get it, let me know. <laughs> okay. I thought you were gonna say when you get it, you got it. <laughs> Which I thought would be funnier. Maybe I could write your script. I don't know. He kind of looks at you. He's like, what? I, 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 do, I do nothing. I say, oh, my bad. I, nothing. I he goes, all right, look. He goes, look, uh, I'm going to use uh, the men's room real quick. Uh, but uh, do you want to do a shot real quick or something? Yeah, absolutely. He goes, what do you want? Um, uh, well, tequila. Neat. He goes, he looks at the bartender, Sparky the barkeep, and he goes, Two shots of the finest tequila that you have. Oh, gosh. Mm. <laughs> the bartender goes, yes, sir. He brings forward two chilled shots of tequila. You look at it. It is right to the brim of that fucking shot glass. May as well be a double, huh? Well, no, because, you know, it's, it's like chilled and stuff. So there's some water in it. But um, <laughs> you kind of think that to yourself when you look at it. And he goes... Cheers. He kind of like raises his shot glass. Yeah. Do you cheers him? Oh, absolutely. You cheers him. He takes a shot. You take the shot. It's weird because uh, you take the shot the second that the tequila hits your lips. You know this time, uh, the last time that you were in Mexico, you were uh, down there. You were in like Tijuana or whatever. I was in Ojinaja. Yeah. OJ. That's what I said. And uh, <laughs> you remember like uh, sneaking off from your family and stuff. And they, they were just driving you insane. Like, you know, your dad's 
just hammering on about nonsense. You you know, your mom is just like, you know, Victoria, fuck you. And like, you don't know how to take it. And you remember like sneaking off into the side street and going to this kind of like cantina there. And <laughs> um, you just like sat down and the bartender looks at you and he goes, uh, whoa, one of those days, huh? Sorry. You look up and you meet his gaze and you go, one of those years. He kind of like nods at you. He pours two shots, one for you, one for him. He holds up the shot and he looks at you and he goes, you know, I remember being your age one day. You know, I remember being your age. The thing they don't tell you when you're young, they never tell you to hold on to the moment. Time slips through your fingers like sand. And he looks at you and he goes, I don't know about you, but I, for one, am enjoying this moment. He holds up his shot glass. You cheers him. You take a shot. It tastes exactly the same as that shot that you take with Jordan Peele. And then, uh, like, the ceiling caves in, a bunch of bricks fall on your head. No! And your whole no, skull is caved. Your skull is caved in. Pero mi corazón no es un muerto. Fuck. You fall over and land on the ground, and you go, "Oh fuck!" That was the best moment, though. And uh, the bricks continue. When you yell "Oh fuck," one of the bricks falls into your mouth, and then you go, "What the fuck?" Like, like you can't really talk. The- and then the next uh, one hits you in your. Uh, I don't nose, say what the fuck. And then the next brick hits you in the head and it uh it uh destroys your brain and you fucking die. I gotta be honest with you, that is not a bad way to go. Meeting a hero, are you kidding? Dude, that ruled. But why? <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm not I'm just telling you what happened. You fucking died. Man, I should have written that script, huh? I mean I should have written that script. Yeah. Damn it. I mean, you're a noodle cook in Austin, Texas. You clearly should have not written the script. No, you clearly should have written the script. What? No, I should not have. God. No, I'm a noodle cook. <laughs> and it, mm, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> you fucking suck. Well, you're the dead one. You you're fucking, the fucking asshole. Dope. Fuck you. <laughs> you dumb idiot. 